You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Packernet After Dark. We are taking your calls here, and by we, I mean me, and by calls, I mean phone calls. You know what I mean. Why don't we get started? We're not going to mess around. We're not as backlogged with calls as usual, but it doesn't matter. Nobody cares about this intro. I don't even have one. This is all made up, as you can tell. Speaking of, however, 608-501-0718 is the number to call. If you have thoughts on last week's game or the upcoming game, because it's coming up pretty quick. It's already Tuesday, so make sure you get your calls in. Let's get started with Blake as soon as... Oh, I already did the settings. I am a genius, and I know what I'm doing. Blake, what's up, man? What's up, Ryan? It's Blake's dad. Hey, um, Blake's call dad. Couldn't call last night, so calling early this morning, but man, oh man, Christian Watson, man. I'll let your dude. That's been my guy. Um, funny thing is, when you keep when you throw him the ball... After a drop, you got to catch it sometime, so you keep throwing it to him. Right. Man, I keep thinking of that Randy Moss picture. Three catches, three touchdowns, 100 and whatever <laughs> the heck yards. That's right about what he had besides one extra catch. Um, you know, one more thing. Can Amari Rogers please never, ever feel the punt again? I don't. I hope that's finally the turning point. That's pretty big negative, man. We, uh, we got to stop that, but... uh Christian Watson, here we go. He has arrived. Later. Yeah, I uh, I wish I had more to say on that. Pretty well covered it, but um, I do appreciate the call. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't remember exactly what that graphic was. I think the only real big difference is it was like three targets, three receptions, as opposed to like eight targets, four receptions, but whatever. By the way, I missed this. We do have a new caller. So uh, why don't we start there? Hello. Greetings, Ryan. Oh, jeez. This is Mrs. Apocalypto. <laughs> First time, long time. I hate to burst the positivity bubble after the Cowboys win, but if we could go back to preseason, what did the experts miss about the Packers? You have likely already covered this in many responses, but could anyone have foreseen they would end up playing this poorly? What was different, other than Devontae Adams? What were the signs? Thank you for taking my call. 
Go, Pat. Go. Mrs. Apocalypto. What happened to your husband? No, I mean, I, believe me, I, uh, I am very happy you called. I don't want to turn this into a uh, gender battle or whatever. However, I'm just wondering, the guy's a living legend. And then he vanished. But I guess you can fill that uh, that spot. What did everybody? I don't know. This is this is the question we've been trying to answer all year. What the heck went wrong? Um, you're right. I don't. I don't think Devante answers the question. It's not enough to just say, "Well, Devante left." Duh. That's, uh, I don't think so. People are trying to force that a little bit too much. It hurt, and I certainly think we're better with Devante, but. I like I said I I just think it's a it's a combination of things and I don't know that the experts necessarily got it all that wrong because there were a lot of people saying the Packers are about to fall off the Packers are frauds the Packers are this that or the other and turns out they were right I just think they were right for the wrong reasons. Um, there is an element of we weren't as good as our record indicated last year. A lot of the games we won were close games and that usually does indicate a team that's about to fall off. Then you take away one of their best players. Um, and things, again, they just started to spiral. You've got what Tunyon talked about with the imposter syndrome and guys just not believing, and you can see that they didn't have any energy or, or desire or drive. You've got the defensive scheme doesn't make any sense, and guys don't know what they're doing. You've got rookie-wide receivers running the wrong routes, and it all just kind of blew up. Um, I guess the good news is a lot of the things I listed are fixable slash correctable. And I think maybe we're seeing that, but I guess I uh, have no idea if this is going to stay or not. Hey, Ryan, it's Henry. Hey, man. here in snowy, wonderful Minnesota. Apparent, my son just came downstairs. When I got up, it was dark out, so I couldn't see outside and wouldn't have even if I could. But he just came down and told me it's snowing. It's supposed to snow all day. I said, "Does it get so it's going to stick? And he said, it's already sticking. So at some point, I'm going to have to go upstairs and take a look at that. But uh, greetings. Um. Missed the first quarter of the game, but didn't miss any touchdowns, so that's good. Nice. The day after. Um, <clears throat> so I'm just thinking, one thing. person who's been quietly impressing me is Josiah DeGuara. He's yes. just a workman. He's just out there doing his stuff. Yep. Against Detroit, quietly impressed by him with those couple big catches down the field. He's been doing some good job blocking, I think. And then... uh taking that unnecessary roughness against the Cowboys last night and just walking it off real professional, really, really starting to like the guy. Second thing. So the Packers season's probably over, even though we won, but you're a whitewater guy. You following the division three college <laughs> football playoffs, whitewater and lacrosse, uh, the greatest school in the WIAC are in the same part of the bracket. So I'm just saying we could follow division three football if we want to. It's a good idea. Uh, You know, for the Wisconsin teams that are in there, you know, all two of them. Well, that's all I got to say. Have a good one. Uh, Go pack, go. Rogers is still a bum. (laughs) (laughs) So I am ashamed to say I have not been following along. I, I mean, I've been following along insofar as, I've been noticing Wisconsin Whitewater just obliterating people. Um, but no, I haven't been, and I, I should be. I should be uh, absolutely ashamed of myself. What is the other? Is it St. John's? What? What? That's not it. What is the other team? Uh, St. Joseph? It's something like that. Maybe they're not in the... Maybe they're not 
in this playoffs this year or something. I don't know. Where are they? I feel like I would know him if I saw him, and I'm not recognizing them in the playoffs here. But there, there used to be, when I went to Whitewater, there was Whitewater and one other team, and it was just kind of, that was just going to be who the two teams were that won it. One of those two teams. And, and I think Whitewater won most of the years, if not every year that I was at Whitewater. So that was, that was pretty cool. We actually went to a Rams game once where there was a Whitewater player that was there. We got to watch, he was a kick returner for the Rams. So that was pretty sweet. But no, I have not seen that lacrosse is also in there. So uh, when are these games? Uh, Whitewater plays, so these are on the 19th. I'm trying to remember that. Carnegie Mellon, that's funny. Dartmouth, you got a lot of, uh, a lot of heady schools. And then you have Wheaton, Illinois. <laughs> Sorry. But no, I have not seen that, and I will definitely need to check that out. show. what up, Nate? <laughs> this is exactly what I was afraid of. Exactly what I was afraid of. We we're playing up and uh, down to opponents, and we were going to end up splitting the difference right between a high draft pick and making the playoffs. Well, you don't want pick 18, dude? Probably get a decent guy right there. Be so good. You know, um, Sunshine and Rainbow's crew out in full force today, as <laughs> I figured they would be after that win. And let's not get it twisted. I am I'm happy to see this team kind of come together and be the team that they really were not supposed to. Uh, the Cowboys are, are pretty legit this year. Uh, we, we should have gotten stomped out. So it's great. It's awesome. Love seeing a win. Love seeing it in overtime. That is, that is great for morale in the locker room, but let's not, uh, let's not mince words here. We don't have very good odds of making it into the playoffs and winning one game does not mean anything. You know, we just came off of a very bad losing streak to some very bad teams. That's not gone, okay? That's not gone after one game. And we're going to the Titans. Titans got good defense. Um, they've got Derrick Henry. You know, our our run defense is better, but it's not perfect. And you're not going to arm tackle Derrick Henry. So I I want to be happy, but I, I'm, I'm kind of not because – the Packers are going to do exactly what they they've done like every year, uh, which is where they they kind of give us a heart attack the entire season. They this year they're going to somehow sneak into the playoffs, and we're going to get the like average draft pick that we always get. So, um, you know, go back, go great win, but uh, I think we're kind of at that point where wins are almost hurting us a little bit more than anything. Yeah, I mean that's that's becoming the most likely scenario, right? I, I will mention tomorrow, or no, I mentioned yesterday on the podcast, kind of my thought on how things are shifting. And prior to this game, very positive, we're going to win very few games moving forward, and we're going to get a high pick, and we need to kind of figure out what to do with that. Now, as I look f- forward, um, you know, as far as our options, number one. That was a complete fluke, and we go on losing pretty much the rest of the season, still get a high pick. Number two, we kind of split these games and get a mid-pick and are kind of unsure what to do with the team, unsure if we have a good team or a bad team, uh, don't really have a lot of draft capital, and are just kind of floundering is probably the highest probability. And then after that would be 
the odds that we go on a win streak. We maybe get into the playoffs, maybe don't, um, and are really highly confident in it. We, we let's be honest: if we go on a winning streak, we will get in the playoffs because there's the the teams are so trash. Um, there are teams right now that are, if the season ended today, would be in the playoffs. They have one more win than we do, so we are not that far out. Now, I don't think we can officially be in in the next like two weeks i've tried i ran the little simulators and stuff and i tried to get us in this week can't do it tried to get us in next week with everything going right i still can't do it maybe three weeks of winning which again is I mean, we got to beat the titans we got to beat the eagles and then i think we have a bye don't we so i don't know i don't know um i don't know how much it's going to take for us to get in but it's going to take sustained winning uh which is going to be again tough in this stretch and and if we lose, you know, this week, next week, or whatever, and then try to go on a sustained winning streak, it, it still it still ends up being tough. And I think that's the hard part, is you look at it and you say, well, all these teams are bad, and so if we continue winning, we're we're going to be okay because those teams are bad. Here's the problem, though, when I when you try to run those simulators, somebody has to win, and so you've got the NFL, which right now is ninety percent of the teams are playing poorly. Well, that means the vast majority of the time these teams are playing each other, which means these teams are going to end up winning. So even the bad teams with bad records, they're they're going to keep winning. On top of other teams starting to figure it out, Tampa has gone 2-0 and since Tom Brady officially uh, cut it off. So there are other teams that are starting to figure it out, not just potentially the Packers. So I don't know. I, I, we'll see. Again, we'll just take it a week at a time. Um we got a bunch of new information to work with, a um, lot of hurdles to overcome, but a lot of promising things we saw in that game. Again, most likely we probably split the difference in a rate right down the middle, which in my opinion is the worst place to be, but um, I don't know. We will see where this all leads to. Hey, Ryan, this is Garrett. Hey. Uh, I hope somebody's calling in to check and see if Skip Bayless is okay. He's not. This morning. He's not. Has okay. anybody done that yet? He's not okay. Uh, the other thing is, who would have thought that Mike McCarthy's coaching would actually help Green Bay win a game? I <laughs> uh, just didn't expect that outcome, number one. Uh, one note, though, my wife watching the game with me uh, really thinks that Aaron Rodgers is a jerk for the way he was talking to uh, Coach LaFleur on the sidelines. And uh, during the game, it's like, you know, there's highs and lows, and you're watching this. It's like, it's like I'm still confused how this team is operating and how people are talking to each other. So a win is a win, but uh, holy cow, it's just I'm still confused what direction this team is going, uh, even with an upset like what they had last night. Um, props to uh, Watson for having a breakout game. I'm so happy to see uh, the burden off his shoulders. Hopefully this is uh, great things to come for him. Uh, couldn't happen to a better guy. I'm just really, really excited to see that happen for him. So go Pack Go, and we'll see what happens next. Here's what I'll say in regards to that. Again, I've, I've talked about the coach thing. I think, in my opinion, I'm more upset with Lafleur for just kind of ducking his head and being like, oh, sorry. Like, come on, man. Get a backbone. You're, you're a grown man who is under you just got in your face and started screaming in front of everybody how much of a freaking moron you are. I don't care if he's right. You tell him to shut his mouth and get out of your face. 
period. I, I just, I, I don't understand that. Beyond that, Rodgers was absolutely right. Not right in yelling at him, but right about the fact that I can't believe that it was Matt LaFleur's decision to give up on um, the end of the game and take it into halftime. I, I do not understand that. Here's what I'll say, though. I think this team has shown things that are promising, but I also think it's very fragile. Uh, that's true in terms of, you know, like I've said with the run game. I, I think everything's great, but what if we go up against a team that stops the run, I think it all falls apart. I think if Rodgers' play declines, it falls apart. I think if Watson's play declines or if he gets injured, it all falls apart. I also think the locker room is unbelievably fragile. And we've seen that. Guys give up. Guys think they're frauds. Guys think everything's a disaster. Everybody's yelling at everybody. Nobody's getting along. And right now we won. So things are good, right? Everybody loves everybody. Everything's fine. But it's super fragile. And if anything goes wrong, we're screaming at each other. We don't like each other. The locker room falls apart. It's so unbelievably fragile, which is another reason why it's hard to believe that we're going to go on a big-time run. We may, but there's so many minor things that you can see that just make everything collapse. So we got to ride this high, and we've got to be very delicate with certain things, and you know, we'll see how it goes. But as long as everything stays positive, everything will stay positive. But I, I just think it goes to zero quickly. I think the the knock on the Packers that they're not a resilient team, despite the fact that, yeah, they came back and won in overtime, that's cool. I think that still holds true. I, I think it's very easy for this team to go to zero, and that's that's kind of unfortunate. That can change moving forward with you know guys coming back from injury and maybe getting some extra pieces here and there or whatever. Certain guys, depending on what we're talking about, certain guys getting more familiarized with the system. But um, for right now, I just think we're in a very fragile state. And it's a bad time to be fragile because, again, Tennessee has got a good defense. The Eagles are a good football team. They did just come off a loss. Seems like some teams, they, they kind of get streaky. Buffalo was the most dominant team in the NFL by far. Suddenly, they can't win football games to save their lives. They are 0-2 the last two weeks against the Jets and the Vikings after beating the, the Packers. Basically, whatever happens to you against the Packers, expect kind of... Well, I don't know exactly how that... I, I think if you're a... Maybe if you're a good team and you beat the Packers, you go on a losing streak. If you're a bad team and you beat the Packers, you go on a winning streak. I don't know what that means for Dallas. You're a good team that lost to the Packers. I guess that means you go on a winning streak now. Is that how that works? I don't know. But the Packers are just this weird anomaly in the universe that changes the trajectory of your season. Maybe that's what it is. It just They just change the trajectory of your season. All these losing teams are now on winning streaks after playing the Packers. And then the one team that was really good that played the Packers. Now they're on a losing streak. We'll see if Dallas continues their losing streak. I guess either way, I can keep up with this. If it just changes the trajectory, it's a losing streak. If it's kind of like opposite of an opposite, then they go on a winning streak, whatever. It still works. I'll figure it out. Figure it out. So one interesting stat, Ryan, that I thought you might want to elaborate on a little more is how coming into this game last night, the Dallas Cowboys were 195-0 and when leading by 14 in the fourth quarter, yeah, and they blew that. this game. Um, it, it's just astonishing to me, that stat, and how that um, just seems uh, pretty remarkable that a team like Green Bay is the team that uh, broke that record for them. Um, there's a lot of good things to say about the game, but uh, that's an interesting one to mull over. Um, but I want to give props to probably... Aaron Jones the most for uh, finishing number two in stats for uh, fancy points and just how well he did yesterday. Um, I, I just 
really hope going uh, down the stretch that they can continue to rely on him and and see where where he leads them because it seems like uh, that's where I really want to see these guys go in that direction. So hopefully then that takes the pressure off Rodgers and um, gives them a chance to throw down, you know, with uh, you know a chance to get the receivers open. So hopefully they maybe found some formula that will actually work for them. I'm out. That is definitely pretty cool. As you would imagine, most teams are uh, pretty heavy favorites in that situation. The worst team, uh, I don't even know what team this is, New York Yanks football team is the worst. (laughs) As far as modern football teams, Houston Texans have the worst record when they are up by 14 points. You know what their record is? 39-3-1. They have a a .919 win-loss percentage, so 91% of the time, not 92% of the time. So yeah, that, that is to say the record itself is not all that spectacular, but, but being the one to crack that record is pretty remarkable. I think the Kansas City Chiefs, there's a bunch of teams that have never lost, but there's a whole lot of franchises that, uh, well, Jacksonville also, the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Kansas City Chiefs are the two teams that are still at 100% uh, with that. Uh, let's see, New England has never lost but has two ties. Dallas has the one loss. Pittsburgh has never lost but has three ties. Denver has one loss. Tennessee has one loss. Uh, Carolina has one loss. Lots of one losses. The Green Bay Packers are 294-4 and four when they're up by 14 points in the fourth quarter. So bottom line is forget Dallas's record specifically. The crazy thing is, Nobody loses when you're up by 14 in the fourth quarter. And you're right, for the Packers of all teams to be that team, the team that has no resilience, no heart, no desire, drive, whatever, for them to be one of the few teams that's done that. In fact, how many times has that happened this year? Well, it happened this past week. Detroit beat Chicago when Chicago was up by 14 in the fourth, in the fourth quarter. Arizona beat the Raiders. Um, they were up by 20 after the halftime by 16 in the fourth quarter, and then ended up losing the game. The Raiders did. Actually, looks like you have Dallas and Baltimore in here twice. Once they won and once they lost each. But anyways, um, overall, in games in which that is the case, teams are 31-4-1 and when they're up by 14 in the fourth quarter this year. Hey, remember when a lot of people are calling in saying that they can't see the Packers winning but two more games this season? And then the Packers go and beat the Cowboys, which everyone already ripped them off for. As uh, uh, such a good time. How many have they won since since they said they could only win two? It's one, right? <laughs> I'm just saying, Tom. Come on, man. You're you're doing good. I, I want you to keep coming with it, but you can't brag about people being wrong about only winning two more games when we won one game. But, I, I mean, I get what you're saying, right? It's, it's very likely they win more than two games at this point. But it hasn't happened yet. Um, but now we're in better times, looking towards the future, and people are starting to get hope again. It's true. And I just want to say shout-out to Clayton and myself for holding the fort to welcome everybody back in the doors. First of all, we're kind of standing in the doorway. All right? We're not... We're not coming right back because they won one game. 
All right. You can't lose five in a row and then win one and then come charging back in. We're just going to stand in the doorway and be like, let's see what happens this Thursday. So just so you know, uh, it's going to be awkward for a little bit. Like, hey, you want to come in? Like, eh, why don't you take your shoes off? You know how I'm kind of that guy. I make people nervous because like, why don't you sit down? I'm like, nah, I'm good. They're like, no, seriously, you're freaking me out. Sit down. It's like, nah, because if I sit, I got to stay. You know, I'm going to stand in the doorway. Like, it's cold. It's four degrees outside. Can you please come in so we close the door? Nah. Because then I'm committed. I'm just going to stay here, if that's all right with you. People were leaving by the numbers on the Hope Train. I won't lie. My foot kind of teetered on that door. It was going in and out every so often, but I also have restless leg syndrome, so that's what I'm attributing <laughs> that to. Uh, but, yeah, Victory Monday is so sweet. I love it. It's just, uh, it, the world seems brighter today. And that's all that really matters. All right. Appreciate it, Tom. Keep it coming. You got, uh, let's see, did you call back again? You haven't yet. So we got a Wednesday and a Thursday call I need from you because those might be your last two days before you be able to do that. But if they beat the Titans... You got a, a long week ahead of you of uh, trash talk, and you need to squeeze it in because then we got the Eagles. So, uh, who's up next? Hey, Ryan, it's Jimmy. Jimmy, um, hey, hey, I wanted two. to um, call in uh, to say a few things. First of all, I just want to show some appreciation for this Packernet after dark situation that you've set up. It's Thank really, you. really fun. Um, and I know, like, this is a little bit rose colored after a victory and whatnot. Um, but that's kind of the whole point, I guess. We all got to help each other commiserate and have the debates, and now we're all celebrating together. And it, it really does feel like a little community. And I got to say, sometimes I think, uh, what the hell do I have to say that's going to actually add something to this conversation? But then I hear you talking, and I get to thinking. And then hopefully I come up with something that adds something to the conversation, um, which brings me to my next point. I think the whole deal is that this game um, showed us the potential that we all wanted to believe was there, but we're rightfully starting to doubt. Exactly right. I, I mean, that, that, that's, that's literally exactly the situation because we all came into the same, we have a lot of talent, but it's just not showing up. And then people started popping up saying, no, we don't have talent. I'm like, what are you talking about? Everybody knows we do. And Packer fans like, no, it was always flawed, and Gutekunst is a fraud, and this, this roster is garbage, and nobody can do anything. And it's like, wait a minute. I mean, I'll acknowledge some people maybe were overrated, but, like, the whole roster's bad. Like, everybody. Adrian Amos was never good. Jair was never good. Stokes had no promise. Campbell was never good. Kenny was never good. Rashawn was never good. Preston was never good. Rodgers was never good. Bakhtiari was never good. Elton Jenkins was never good. Like, what, 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 what are we talking about here? I don't understand where this is coming from. Like, you guys are frauds. You've never been that good. We've never been that good. And then after every week, you're looking at it going, maybe it's true. Maybe we don't have that much talent. Maybe I don't know what to think of this. Because you would think if there's talent underlying this, at some point you'd accidentally stumble into a good game at some point. And then we saw it, right? And when it came together, it was beautiful. Wasn't perfect, right? The defense, yeah, it stumbled along the way, but they had some moments, some glimmers that you look at and go, dang. Even with the injuries, dang. The offense, I mean, there's nothing more beautiful than an Aaron Rodgers offense that's just in sync 
And when you mix Matt LaFleur in there where you've got guys coming open and Rodgers just throwing those strikes, and you got a guy now like Christian Watson who's got that speed and that separation, it's like, holy crap. And then the run game with Aaron Jones and everything, it's like, dude, this is such a good football team. But then you got to reel it in and be like, wait, but I th- I kind of think we suck still, but but this could be their best offense ever, but they lost Devontae, but... They're not good, but they could be good, and then they be, but they beat Dallas, but then they lost to the Lions, and I don't know what to think. But you're right. We just needed to, even if it was just this one game, we just needed to see it. So we're like, ah, see, I knew it was there somewhere. All right, you go back to going to sleep if you want. I just want to make sure, just checking in on you, just making sure you're all right. Um, the potential for Rodgers to work with these young guys, for these young guys to catch the ball, for the defense to play up to its potential, for the special teams not to sink a game. Um, we saw all that come together and, and we won by three in overtime. Um, and when people point out the negatives, I, I think that is really pointing out where there is room for more. Exactly. You've said a few times, um, dog in the background. Sorry about that parking. He's excited about the Packers too. Um, so there is room for more, you know, uh, we can win more easily than by three in overtime because we can maximize some more of that potential that we saw on the field on Sunday. And that's, uh, that's what it's all about. So go Pack Go, and let's look forward to uh, a hopeful Thursday. Right, yeah, and I, I kind of pointed to that, I think, yesterday, maybe today, I don't know. But um, whereas you can point to all the areas where that probably won't happen again, you could also point to areas where it, we should see improvement. For example, um, I mean, kind of a, a unique example, but – Christian Watson, you say, come on, three touchdowns and 100 yards, that's unlikely. That's true. On the other hand, look at the passes he dropped. It seems like he actually left a little bit on the table, didn't he? Um, The defense, we know the defense can be better than that. Now, maybe they can't with Joe Barry. I don't know. I don't know the situation. But I know the talent is there. Maybe they can't with Joe Barry slash losing Rashawn slash losing Devondre, you know, whatever. Okay, whatever. But still, at the very least, long picture view, we don't have to go into this going, maybe we do just need a complete teardown because this team just sucks and the locker room is toxic and they can't win and they don't like each other and everything's horrible. At the very least, we can run it back again and and do it better. We know that. Now, how we want to do that, if we want to do that, when we want to do that, all that stuff, the details, we need more information. We'll kind of work that out as we go. But I think you're right. We we just needed to see that, hey, something is there. <laughs> it's not completely rotten and dead to the core and needs to be amputated, right? It's still alive and it's still worth saving. Been watching too much, I was prey. Um, why don't we take a break here? Uh, again, please call in 608-501-0718. Um, I'm not going to say there's no such thing as stupid questions. In fact, I think all of these questions to some degree, or all of our thoughts and feelings and everything. A little bit stupid, but let's just be stupid together. 608 If you want to support this show directly, you can go to patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. Uh, if you're looking to be more charitable, please consider giving to Fertile Ground Ranch Discipleship Ministry. You can find them at fertilegroundranch.org. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view 
on all possible cards and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. What's up, Brian? It's Travis from Fredericksburg, Virginia. Hey. Um, I am very happy to call you after a very great Packers dub last night. Um, so I've listened to the episodes kind of from last night and this morning. Um, and obviously you guys have hit on almost all of the, the great notes and, you know, some of the lowlights too, because there was those. But, uh, the one thing you guys haven't touched on, and I'm surprised no caller mentioned it, um, Aaron Jones with the whole Madi, you know, I'll, I'll keep it PG for you. <laughs> whole Madi, you know, that, that celebration, <laughs> it might not be the most family friendly, but, I mean, putting that right up there next to his little wave against the Cowboys prior. I mean, so I'm a, I'm a bit of a memorabilia collector. I got I got a few signed Packers photographs and whatnot, but uh, the one Aaron Jones I got is him giving his little wave to, to Dallas, yeah. and then he he inscribed it with the 10K wave because he was fine 10K for that. So uh, I am very much looking forward to uh, seeing what kind of creative inscription he can come up to go on. Uh, that photo, because uh, I will very much be attempting to gather one of those for myself in my collection, because like I said before, he is arguably my favorite player on this team right now. And <laughs> I mean, hitting the beast mode celebration, man, just grabbing, grabbing all cup right there as he, as he dove in the end zone, that, oh, that gets me, it gets me going, man. You know, as I think about it, he's got to be the most underrated player in the NFL, not just his talent, but it's funny because he's so like, I don't know, underspoken. He's so quiet. Um, he, he seems very reserved and polite, but then you look at not just, again, his play, but how many things like that he's hit on. How many, like, T-shirtable things that Aaron Jones has done. He's got the hat. He's got the sunglasses. He's got the wave. He's now got the, the, the beast mode celebration. Um, and by the way, that picture, I don't know if you saw it, but it's him doing that with Christian Watson in sort of the forefront, kind of with his arm up, like, you know, celebrating with him uh that is that is an absolutely beautiful picture and it's just part of that whole ambiance and looking at things to being like something a a switch just flipped in this game i don't know it's just a feeling feelings don't have any bearing on what's actually going to happen but there is definitely a feeling with things like that where you look at and go this is a different football team this is a different level of swagger i mean to, to go from losing to the lions to coming in and not just beating, but embarrassing Detroit. And I know it was a three-point win, but, you know, again, there's the stat in the fourth quarter. Never happened. Green Bay just did it. You got the, the beast mode celebration. You got, 
your number one pass rusher, one of the best pass rushers in football, getting, I think, one pressure in the entire game. I mean, it, it could have been smoother, and we definitely made it seem like we were going to lose, but there's just a level of swagger and just, uh, let, let me put it to you this way, it never felt like we were down by 14 at any point in this game. Not not to me, anyways. I don't know. It just felt like a heck of a game. But yeah, Aaron Jones is, um, he's something, man. I, I, I don't know how to get to that level of appreciation that he deserves, and he'll, he'll maybe never get there, but he is he is something else. You know, everybody hates the Cowboys. How can you not hate the Cowboys? And then to see our star player just rubbing his you know what all over their face oh that that makes me happy um i guess to uh veer off of uh our exciting win um let's talk about the bears real quick because what's going on with justin fields is he legit or do they just not know how to stop him running yet and once that gets locked down is it gonna go that's a good question um i mean on one hand you gotta throw the ball Right, You have to be able to throw the ball, and he just hasn't. Well, look at all the touchdown throws and everything else. Uh, the offense has been moving, and they, he has thrown a lot of touchdown passes, but there is a disconnect there. Um, but at the end of the day, maybe he doesn't need to do all those things. Maybe he doesn't need to be a premier quarterback. I mean, I can run my mouth as much as I want about him not necessarily being a very good thrower of the ball, which can be backed up very easily with all the stats and grades that I dug up and am waiting to pounce on. But the offense is still moving. I mean, I, I I didn't mention it on the podcast from today, but as I was poking through and looking at Tennessee and where they rank as far as their offense over the last four weeks, because you know they, they've kind of taken a, a nosedive offensively and, and I think defensively a little bit too, or they got better defensively, I don't know. Chicago was number two in points scored over the last four weeks. So, um, I mean, it, it, it's like... Yeah, but all you can do is run. But we've been saying that for a month now, and nobody's been able to stop it. And it, it when it started, it was just kind of uh, the running backs with a little bit of Justin Fields. Now it's like mostly Justin Fields plus the running backs and the offensive line, just road grading people. And, you know, you, you would assume eventually somebody's going to come along and just shut that down. It's like, okay, yeah, cool. That was cute. And then they do it again. It's like, okay, well, eventually somebody's obviously going to shut it down, and then another week, and then another week. It's like, all right, dude, please, please, somebody stop that because it's stupid. Like, just take that away, and they're dead. Their defense is falling apart. Justin Fields cannot throw the ball. He's terrible under pressure, holds the ball way too long, very inaccurate, um, still cannot see wide-open guys. I mean, that's just constant, and when he does, he airmails it and misses them. Um Still throws too many risky balls and interceptions. So, I mean, just just shut that down because even the success through the air that's there, which does exist, is largely because play action is so lethal because the run game is so ridiculous. Plus him scrambling around or whatever, guys are going to come open eventually. So I don't know. On on one hand, they are a one-trick pony. That's it. They got no defense. They've got no passing game. Maybe the special teams is fine. I don't know. But they, they run, 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 run. And it's like that ain't going to work in the NFL. Except it's, I mean, they're not winning. But it's it's still effective as far as their offense is concerned. So, no, I, I don't think that Justin Fields is a viable quarterback right now. He has not had a good passing grade since last year, this entire year. So even, even last week, nothing. I think he had like 
uh, one or two turnover-worthy plays, zero big-time throws. He had a 50-yard touchdown. The guy was wide open. He didn't do anything. He threw to a wide-open guy who ran for a touchdown. I mean, that's that's not a spectacular throw in any stretch of the imagination. So it's a little bit of both. I, I don't think he is a very talented quarterback. I think he's an unbelievably talented runner, and I think the Bears right now are a just freakishly good rushing team. That's not enough for them to win, but it is enough for them to be a pretty scary offense, which is unfortunate because I want to get back to laughing at how much they suck. But until somebody learns how to stop them from running the ball and and stop Justin Fields from running for 50, 60, 70 yards a clip, that's just not going to go away is is how it seems at least. Go back to who he was, but I'm confused because he seems to be coming out like a all pro quarterback right now these last few weeks, but they're not winning games still. Um, which, which for us as Packers fan is just, you know, mm, that sweet perfection right there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so maybe just a little bit in depth on what's going on with Justin Fields. Is he really as legit as his stat lines are making him look? And I, and like what I said, I get it. It's, it's mostly to with his legs right now, but. That could be a scary team to play if Justin Fields keeps this going. And I don't know, is he going to – I'm not trying to mark all these mobile quarterbacks in the same box here, but is he the next Lamar? Is this guy going to start carrying the Chicago team? That That's scary. Losing right now. They're bottom of the division. <laughs> so, good for us, right? All right. Hey, great win. Victory Monday. Go Pack Go. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's entirely possible. He could be the next Lamar type of quarterback. Um, that is to say, Lamar is not the best passer in the world. I think he's better than Justin Fields is. But they're a rushing team with a good defense, not as much this year as in the past, although it seems to be okay now. I mean, they, they rank 17th, but they gave up 42 points in week two. That's kind of, and then 26 after that. Since then, 23, 17, 24, 20, 22, 13. Um, the defense has seemingly been on point. The offense, Kind of was low a little bit, but then I, I don't know. It's all up and down and up and down and up and down. One minute you got a great defense and a terrible offense, and then it switches, and then it switches back. Weird year, weird teams. Um, but I, I, I think that's doable. It's not really ideal, but it's it's doable. And the, and the Bears are kind of, I hate to say make it work because they're not winning, but um, part of that could be put on their defense right now. So you could look at it and say, if all things stay exactly this way, and uh, Poles is able to go get them some defensive pieces, they could be a scary football team. I just think it's a high-risk proposition when your quarterback is just not a good thrower of the football. I just don't think that's a super viable thing, but I guess we'll find out. Because, again, until a defense can learn how to stop the Bears' offense, it ain't going to really matter. I mean, they've been in the 30s basically four weeks in a row. They scored 29 against Dallas. That's crazy. I mean, for the... For any team at any period, that's a lot. But this year, that's kind of psychotic. Um, they are the 20th ranked offense overall, largely because of what they did early in the season. But as I said, in the last four weeks, they are number one on a per, uh, per week basis. They're number two behind Dallas. Somebody's got to figure out how to stop it. And really, the only reason that they haven't just steamrolled and gone like 4-0 and because their defense just collapsed. They gave up 49 points to the Cowboys, 35 to Dallas, and 31 to Detroit. Now, they have not faced a good run defense yet, and, and very similar to what I said about the Packers. I mean, if you face a good a team with a good run defense, then that might kind of shut everything down, and that's 100% true for the Bears. 
The uh, New England Patriots ranked 22nd against the run. Dallas is 26th. Miami is 19th. That was the best run defense they played, and Detroit is 30th. So they haven't really come across that. Coming up, they have Atlanta. Uh, if this will pull up sometime this week, they got Atlanta, the Jets, and then the Packers. Atlanta is 11th, so that'll be the best run defense, as weird as it sounds, because Atlanta is not a good football team at 4-6. and six. Um, This is actually an interesting matchup for the Bears, and a really good time to showcase your quarterback, and, and this will be telling for how the Bears feel. Do, do they decide to stick with the run and say, eh, 11th still ain't that good, we'll, we'll be able to run all over them, and so they do? Or do they go up against the 31st-ranked passing defense and say, let's let Justin Fields throw it all over the yard, We'll score 30 points throwing, and that'll shut shut everybody up. We'll see. But not a great run defense, but the best that they've seen. Then they get the Jets, and the Jets have a very good defense. Fifth best run defense, fourth best passing defense. That'll be the ultimate test. Then, of course, you get Green Bay with the 28th ranked run defense. That's just a freaking disaster waiting to happen. So I can't wait for that. Um but anyways, yeah, we'll see. I mean, a million questions for every single team out there. Uh, that's including the Packers. That's including the Bears. It's including just about everybody. I, I don't really know about Tennessee. I don't know about Buffalo. I don't know about anybody. Hey, Ryan. This is Nico. Hey. Hello, hello. going um, on, I yo? It was really nice to hear all the happy people calling in. It's nice, right? Change um, of pace. That's just nice to hear. Just made me so happy. Um. Yeah. And, uh, you know, someone made a comment the other day that, uh, you know, Rogers playing, he just plays within the system. Of course, we all thought that, you know, with LeFleur coming in, you know. If they can make Tannehill that good, what can it do to this guy who's already good? Uh, and obviously, there was a little, little bump and, you know, there was a little touch and go. So maybe, you know, maybe just, maybe just Watson having some, I tell you, that kid, man. Right. He starts doing that once, twice a week. It's gonna really freak out defenses and make <laughs> make Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon's life obviously. I guess the guy compared him to uh, what's that fool from the Denver Broncos? Oh, Elway, yeah. And yeah, you know he was he, he wasn't. I mean, everybody thinks he was the greatest quarterback ever. He never even threw more than twenty-seven touchdowns in a year his whole career. So he was a good game manager. Always had a tough defense. So he was, you know, he was blessed for that. And he and he didn't win a Super Bowl till he had old TD. So um, clearly, having a good running game big time helps. And uh, and I guess the Mario Rogers. Well, maybe they finally got him from returning, stopped him from doing that. That's nice. Um, actually, I I know some folks in the industry, and apparently he he bought a an Xbox at the local shop cool, and mm. it was broken, and the staff wouldn't even let him return that today. So. Maybe they got that fixed. You know, maybe he's, some guys are great returners and bad receivers. Some guys are good receivers and bad returners. So maybe he'll be a, a really good receiver and just never, ever, ever return the ball again. Yeah. So, uh, hey, Ryan, you have a great day. Uh, looks like my wife is calling me. I better go right now. But... <laughs> yeah, that was, that was one of the things I actually forgot to mention when I was talking about things that could improve. Uh, number one, or, or four, or whatever we're on, Amari is not our punt returner anymore. That is an improvement. But yeah, it's it's nice to have a change of pace. Uh, we'll, again, we'll see how Thursday goes. We might be right back on the uh, the hate train and the the anger train. But never know, man. Never know. 
But anyways, I'm going to get going. You guys have yourselves a fantastic day. Thanks again for calling in. 608-501-0718. I will talk to you later. Have a good one. Bye-bye.